Good morning, Rabbi Sai. You know what? It was such a good one. Let's do it again. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Not bad, not bad. Thank you for your amazing sheer. Can't wait to organize a group in Australia. The twin. There were two twins here last week from Australia. Yeah, we have. Yumi and this. I don't know. I don't know. Australia is a very large place. Maybe they're in the Great Barrier Reef. Who knows where they want to organize the thing? Ari Bloom from London. When I was in the hospital for some minor treatment recently, I shared a ward with a retired zookeeper who worked at the London Zoo. He had some great stories to share. Your zoo experience reminds me of one of them. The first animal this fellow looked after was a male silver, silverback gorilla, 300 pounds. Had a very effective way of keeping him in check. By the way, Ari Bloom is the one that writes a lot in the RMR Kaz. Check out the RMR Kaz. He takes some of my stuff and he makes it a lot better than I can ever wish to say it. Which reminds me actually that he wrote this week's one. It's not his fault, my fault. He, I messed up with Rebchia. I, I said it was the son or somebody completely different. Okay, so ignore that. It's my mistake, not his. Rebbe Chia and Chia Bray, the, the, okay, whatever. The keeper would carry a small plastic spider in his pocket and took it out when the, the gorillas started to get aggressive. Apparently, that was enough to scare this 300-pound behemoth into submission. When the gorilla was really upset, he'd take out a little tiny spider and show it to the gorilla, and the gorilla would... On a separate note, we look forward to replicating the New York Shear in London one day soon. Kol Tov, Ari Bloom. Dear Belly, it was really beautiful and heartwarming to see the actors of the New York Shear seeing Yid and all stripes and forms of walk, sitting side by side, and for bringing together after this year. I think this is due to the tremendous ashpoy I have on everyone through the magic of Yeshua. Also, I'm wondering where my old roommate Nachman Seltzer is. Where is Nachman Seltzer? So he wrote to me that for now he's learning privately one-on-one with his son. We'll see how long that lasts. Huh? He doesn't ask questions. He's not, he does his own thing. He says, can you please send him my regards? Who else wants to send regards? You? I'll, okay. Another thing, where's Avi Kamiansky? Where's Avi? He's coming back today. You? Rabbi Leader is back. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Leader. And you met Avi in the Israeli? In Ben Gurion, so he's back. Where is he now? Chutzpah! Right, right, right. Attaches a picture of me speaking with you before the flap of Sheer, Moisha Handler. I believe he's from Lakewood, if I'm not mistaken. Dear Belly, I'm an engineer, so I calculated the statistic of getting Aliyah based on the Pussy Son Dafyoimi. I said it was one in a million that I got a Aliyah Shlishi, and it was exact that Pasuk. It's not on Shabbos, it's on a, it was on a Thursday. So there are 5,850. So it's one in a thousand. I don't know if he put in all the calculations, but he says that he is a engineer, Yashur Koyach, Jacob Lesh, West Hampton, New York. This is a beautiful picture. Morty Rasby, who sits right over here, he's going through all, all sorts of medical difficulties and he had a surgery this past Wednesday. Who was his nurse? 
Bensi Novak. Who's Bensi Novak? He sits in the back a lot when he's not on his... He's the one that just donated these beautiful cups to the tune of 25,000 of these. And each one costs more than a half a shekel. So in who? He's from the givers, not from the takers. He's the one that also made a beautiful suuda in our sukkah. He wanted to do it himself. He brought all his kids. It's unbelievable. Not that he's a, he's a nurse. In Eretz Yisrael. A solemn member of this or that. He's a big, a big, big Balchesed. He started at Salah here in, in Ramad B'Chemish. One is here that Yisrael, where's Yisrael? Is he here? So get over Israel with your cup. Who's 11 years old and comes daily to the daf with me had the option of watching the soccer game tonight. Was it an option? Okay. He was, which finishes around midnight, but chose not to watch and go to sleep on time to be up for the daf tomorrow morning. And here he is, my boy side. Who won? The team that you were rooting for. Don't tell us the name. Who is it? Who? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know why they won? Because you gave up and you learned Torah. <laughs> All right, fine. Rabbi Isai, this month's coil sponsored anonymously for Shiduchim. We're going to really miss him. by his kids. to you. And the video editor of Atzloch in continuation, I'm missing a sheer. By the way, the editor got a brand new, very, very top of the line computer, which was sponsored by many different people that got together. So Bezer Hashem, it's going to be up and running probably by next week. And uh, we hope to see some nice tight size. Maybe he'll get a little bit more sleep. Can I have to warn you when I ask him for the video? No. If they're good. <laughs> The Boyer family. Ben years old. The Walkenstein family. By the Lock and Lebeg families of Lakewood, New Jersey. B3 bicycles. They have three stores. You believe that? Because Torah. That's how big Lakewood is? That's they, three stores in Lakewood. I was born in Lakewood. It wasn't so big when I was born. I remember it, Mamish, vividly. Not only did I start walking when I was six months old, but I also remember Lakewood when I was a month. Nah. The guy wrote to me. He, I didn't, I didn't think, say his whole thing, but he, he said a whole drush about Guinness World's record. But I think he misunderstood. I wasn't saying that I wanted to be in the Guinness World. I was saying that if it's in the Guinness World's record that somebody walked at the age of six months, then it means that I probably did not walk at the age of six months. But my mother's not here to defend herself. But my father said the same thing. I, he doesn't know anything about dates. But my brother always heard it from my mother. I don't know what the pshat is. Don't know. Maybe they, they flipped over the six and the nine. I don't know. <laughs> and honestly, and honestly, as a chorus had toiv tashem as a schus for continuing health and bracha, and finally, anonymously, for atzlocha. Wow, this is very confusing. Anonymously, as a chorus toiv this. Anonymously, as atzlocha. Okay. Rabbi Sai, here we go. We, who's, you're not a guest. Who else? You're a regular. Who? 
Oh, he's also not a guest. Mendel Zach's a guest. <laughs> Fifth time here this year. Fourth time here. Okay, you see? Oh, here's a guest. What's your name? Toy. Uh, you look very similar. Okay. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. From where? Where do you live? Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. All right, Rabbi Isai, we're on the bottom of Daf Samachvavim Beis. We're in the middle of a sugya. Nichtei Tzayin Barzel. As you can see, the Tzayin Barzel. Why is it called Tzayin Barzel? I might have missed the, the Barzel part. Barzel means metal, strong as metal. When a wife comes into a marriage and she brings in slaves, and she tells her husband, you're responsible, so they're strong as metal. Whatever the price is, whatever the, the value is, at the end of the marriage, if they get divorced or he dies, that's how much he's responsible to give her. So, we had a situation where a person, they were getting divorced. What? Whatever the value is at the beginning of the marriage, that's what they pay at the end of the marriage. It's locked in like metal. So, sign is a different story. I'm not going to go into that. We had a situation where a couple was getting divorced. She demanded to have her chandeliers and her heirlooms and all the stuff that she brought in. And he says, no, since I'm responsible for everything, I was responsible for 20 years of marriage, I'm just going to pay you cash. I don't want to take it off the ceiling and start messing around. Whose is it? Rabbi Yehuda says, it's hers. She gets to take it. Says the Gemara, Rav Bottom line on Daf Samach Vavam Beis. Rav by the way, uh, yesterday, Yosef Biliak was telling me that he wants a camera on you because you say such unbelievable, I promise you. Like, one of the cameras should be focused on Rabbi Steinhardt, the guy that works out, he tells me. Couldn't remember your name for a second. Right? He is. That's it. Now, from now on, he's not going to say anything. I wanted him to slow down a little bit. Now we're going to put one on Benny. Now he's getting louder and louder. He gets more and more comfortable as the day's gone. <laughs> We have three situations where somebody owes money. Ruvain is a borrower. He owes money. So what does he do? He gives the lender, either he gives him an animal, he gives him food, or he gives him a slave. He owes a lot of money. Here, here's a $20,000 slave. Here's the animal. What does he do, this Heverman? He goes ahead and he says, the animal that I gave the lender should be Hegdash. So it turns into Hegdash. He has the, because he's the owner, he has the right to do so. Chometz, it turns into, Pesach comes along, he gave a guy the Chometz, but he didn't give it to him. Rashi says he still has possession of it. It turns into Chometz. So that goes away and he has to give him money. And the same thing with the slave. He gives the, the, gives the lender a slave as collateral. And then he goes ahead and he frees the slave. So over here also, when we have a situation, we had a woman who gave her husband, brought into the marriage, she brought a nice coat, a silk thing. And then the Yisrael went ahead and they took it and they laid it on top of the dead. So he said, it's she didn't, she wasn't able to collect it and therefore it remains Asr Bahana, like anything else that protects or touches the dead. This is the same idea that at the end of the day, she is the lender and they did something, they, they took it away from her. They, they made it Hegdesh, they made Chamez, oh, they put it on the dead person, it became Hegdesh. Omer Avi Yudah. 
So she brings into the marriage two, two kalim, let's say uh, a nice piano and the candelabra. Okay, two kalim. The beginning of the marriage, elev zuz, the worth a thousand. And then they went up in value. Who gains the value of Nixay Tsarim Barzil? The husband. So now, but she, they're heirlooms. They, she wants to bring them back to her father. It's a nice candelabra that came from generation, went through the war, the whole thing. So what happens? So the Gemara says, So Ksuba is not literal. Ksuba means, as they wrote in the Ksuba in the beginning, that it's Tzoyim Barzal. So she gets the thousand because that's how much he, he owes her, a thousand. That's how much he took responsibility. But at the end of the day, she wants both. In terms of monetary value, he only owes her 1000 But in terms of, we, we, as we said yesterday, the top of the Ahmed Beis, Rabbi Yudha says that the Shamalaykhan Bensi, I was all excited when I saw your truck in the front. We're talking about Shavach Beis right? The honor of her, of her father's house, the whole thing. There's such a thing called sentimental value. So she wants that piano also. Says the Gemara, so she pays her husband. The difference. Because of the sentimental value, or whatever you want to call it, she gets to keep both items, but she has to pay for one. Says the Gemara, we just said that that was the whole Pshad in Rabbi Yudah. That at the end of the day, when they argue at a, at a, at a, at a, when they get divorced, she wins because of the sentimental value. She gets to keep all the stuff she brought in. So what's the chiddush here? Says the Gemara, very simple. Over here it's a tremendous chiddush. First we say that case. Don't ask me your question. Then you say another case. We add to it. It's loizu avzu. Not loizu avzu, but we're going to add a chiddush to it. That what? That it. She has the ability to pay for items. Yesterday, we just said they're going to they're gonna divide it. She gets the items, he gets to keep the money, if, rather than him paying her for, for the items. Over here, we're saying that she has the ability to go to the husband and say, listen, it went up in value, and I'm going to pay you the difference in the value. Maybe she could do that. Maybe, maybe she could only take items that are worth a thousand, because that's all he guaranteed is a thousand, and the rest has to stay with him. No, she could pay for her items. That's a big chiddush. Says the official mission is patronized. The first chos for my wife and children. Bas Yisrael shenisus lekoyin umeis. What? Should I tell everybody what happened? No, it's pashut. Not pashut, but it's I'm saying they just that. Should I tell everybody the story? No. The 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 doesn't know the story. Maybe. There was, uh, there was a time and we were in the, the old building and we were learning a similar Gemara and Noam Fix asked me, so why don't you just say the second case first and not the bigger Chiddush. Say the bigger Chiddush first and you won't have to say the first Chiddush. So I picked up my Gemara and I flipped it around and it said, Noam Fix is going to ask me how come it says the first case and, that's, and that was it. From then on he doesn't ask that question anymore. Right? My Shahaya. So, 
it's a good question. Sometimes Gemara asks it, sometimes it's not a, whatever. I don't know when you ask and when you don't ask the question. Over here, obviously, the Gemara didn't ask it. The Gemara just said, okay, we're going to tell you another Chiddush. Bas Yisrael Shanises L'Koyin Umeis. So, we have like this. We have a situation where a Koyin, is this the thing I'm looking for? Okay. So let's look at this case for a second. First case. You have a Kayan who has children and the Kayan goes bye-bye. So because he left over children, so his wife who came from a Yisrael family, since she was eating truma when they were married, she continues to eat truma even after her husband dies because she has children that are Kayhanim. Now, if there is a, a, a slave that's a Tsoyim Barzil, the slave is owned by the husband, so to speak, because he has the, the responsibility. That responsibility goes down to the children. So the slave, the slave eats truma, right? Because, again, the guy in the Hamburg, he was responsible on the green-jacketed slave. And the slave ate truma. Now that it goes bye-bye, the children take over that position. He continues to eat truma. The wife also continues to eat truma. Tremendous chiddush in the Mishnah. Look at this. I don't have a picture of Leah pregnant. So I just decided that this, uh, what is it called? The stork is, resembles a pregnancy. Okay, He's not born yet. Okay, So pretend that this little kid, Naftali Bennett, is not born yet. So she's pregnant. By the, but just by, by being pregnant with a baby, it ruins it for the slave. Why? Either because of this pasuk, because it says, V'yilid beisai, you have to be born and alive in order to, to feed. The kinyan kaspoi, the slave, gets the truma if you have a yilid bayis, if you have offspring that are born and alive but in the stomach it ruins it or there's another pshat even though there's other brothers 100% that's why I did this I'm showing you right here why because the Gemara is going to go through it either the guy in the stomach is a Kayan but he's not alive and not alive he can't eat but he owns the slave he owns how much does he own of that slave a third of a slave is owned by somebody that can't eat truma. It's, for example, that guy in green slave is owned by Yisrael. Stop. Two people own a slave. A client in Yisrael. Could that slave eat truma? No, because 50% of him is Yisrael. Over here, 33% of him is a baby in the stomach, which is problematic because of a possum. Or the baby in the stomach is considered a Yisrael. Because his mother is Yisrael. And he only becomes a Kayan when he's born. It's a child in the Gemara we're going to see in a second. So let's see, he's a Yisrael. Now we understand even better. Because now the slave is owned 33% by a Yisrael. Continues the Mishnah. Yeah, but I said, I write underneath it, Uber. Read, read. It says Uber. It's, it's, it's not alive yet. I get it. How am I going to depict it? You have a better idea? Plus, I couldn't get a hold of the, the artist. 
after three in the morning. These Tzayim Barzal slaves should not eat Truma. What if the, the, the Evid is not a Tzayim Barzal? He's a, a Nikhse Milug. Does it make a difference? Yes. Why? Because Nikhse Milug, who owns the Nikhse Milug 100%? The, she does. And she could eat Truma. So in Mela, he also eats Truma. The whole problem is that the kids are own him. And one of the kids is not a good enough kid. He's an Uber. But if the kids don't own him, it's a Nixim Elug, then this Evid could eat no problem. Why? And the Mishnah explains, the Uber, the the, chalik, the part that he owns or is supposed to be getting, ruins it. By the way, later on Rashi says, we're probably, I'm going to forget to say it, if they divide it right now and they say, okay, Reuven gets that part, Levi gets that slave, and the Uber gets the third slave, L'chayr, you could eat. Okay, it's only because they didn't divide it yet, and each slave is owned 33% by each kid. You told us this, this case, where the wife, Leah, is a Yisraelis, who only married a Kayin. Right, Mendel, you, you, know, you know the Kayin stuff. Avbas Kayin, then there's no difference. Look at this case, where, yeah, here, you have a Bas Koyen who married a Yisrael. Should be the same thing. Why? Here, right over here. Because at the end of the day, according to you, it has nothing to do with a Yisraelis. Just the mere fact that she is pregnant, even a Koyhenes, that comes from a Mishpach of Koyhanim, who married a Yisrael, she also, the, the, the Uber should ruin, sorry, not this case. I said Bas Koyhen Yisrael. There's another case somewhere. Yeah. Uh, 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 no. Here. Right over here. Okay. It's all the way there. You have a Bas Koyhen, who married a Kayan, the plumber from Anziyavazbikayan. And she already has two children. But the fact that she's pregnant, it ruins it. Because, as we explained, the, the, the child that's the fetus ruins it for all slaves. Says the Gemari Bailu. Let's go back here for a second. I don't want to. Okay. Time of the Rabbi Yaisi, what's going on here? Time of the Rabbi Yaisi, Mishnah the Uber Zaru. Zaru is the reason because the fact that she's pregnant, the fetus has a halach of Yisrael because it wasn't born yet, and the Yisrael has ownership in a slave, and that slave shouldn't be able to eat truma. This is a Shaila, by the way, about the zoo. The animals in the zoo. Is it the same thing? If, let's say, there's a partnership on the animals, some of that, some, uh, there's a 50% partnership, the Koyen, Karp from Batayin owns 50% and another Yisrael owns the other 50%. Does that ruin it? Could you feed the, the animals Truma Smicer and Truma or not? L'chayr <laughs> not. But this, there are those who say yes. But now we're talking about a slave. Or perhaps the, the problem is that he's not born. He's a, a, a complete Koyen in uterus. But 
he is not born and he ruins it for the slave that he owns. What about if the, the Koyhenes has a, is expecting, thank you. I don't know if we ever use that lotion. Okay, the fetus is expecting. That what? She's a Koyhenes, so therefore her Uber is a Koyhen. On the other hand, if you say that an unborn fetus ruins it, so it doesn't matter if the mother is a Koyhenes or not a Koyhenes, it'll ruin it. But if the problem is that the, the Uber is a Yisrael, he's not a Yisrael because the mother is a Koyhen. behind the time of the Rabbi the Kosovar Uber Mezora Zoru. The problem is because it's considered, the fetus is considered Yisrael. He only becomes a Koyen when he gets, comes into the world. Rabbi Yosef Omar, Yolod Machel, Sheni Yolod Machel. So we have Machlaikas here. Rabbi Yosef says the problem is that he's not born, not because he's a Yisrael. Meisvei. So we have a Bam Kasha. Omar Loyal, Rabbi Yosef, Machel Shahat Alonu. Abaz Yisrael Lekoyen. And they asked him in the end of the Mishnah, Bas Koyen Lekoyen Mahu. And he didn't, Omar, Omar Lahem. So what did he answer? Not in our Mishnah, but in the Bryce he answers them. Zushomati bezuloi shomati. What does that mean? The words. Zushomati. When the first case of our Mishnah I heard and it's Osir from Teeth. The second case that it's a, the Bas Koyen, who's married to a Koyen, loi shomati meaning mutter to eat. Why mutter to eat? She ha- she's expecting. Doesn't that ruin it for the, the slave? Iyamis b'shleimo uber b'mei zara zaru. That's why it's 100% mutter because the mother is a koyhenes. So the baby is a koyen even though it's not born yet. But if the whole problem is that it's unborn, nothing to do with who the mother is, what's the difference if the mother is a koyhenes or a Yisraelis? They're both also because they're both not in the world. Kashio, it's a great kashio. Om Rabbi Shmuel. Zu divir biyosi. Av chacham ayvim comes Shmuel and says, "No, there is a machlekes here. Yeshle banim oichlim. If the woman has children, then the slaves eat mishum banim because of the children. In other words, we don't care about the fact that she's expecting. It doesn't do anything. Eile banim oichlim mishum achim. If there's no." If there's no, so says every Jew has relatives that we learn all over. So if there's no sons, there's brothers to the one that died, there's uncles, somewhere you go, you spread out, you'll find somebody. Fine. When Shmuel said, this is. What Rabbi Yossi says, he himself doesn't hold that. But Shmuel does hold like that. Shmuel himself said, So all over Shast, I didn't have to look in the art scroll, but he, he says him a Furish. All over Shast, Bagdasar, Rashi always explains, he's from Baghdad. Over here, we have a treat. He says there's another Pshat. It's a Balagoda. Okay? Go out, grab 10 people so that I could... I can tell the world about this unbelievable halacha. If you have 10 people that hear it, ba'ape asara, call it. 10 people hear it, it's going to become famous as halacha. The emalach ba'ampayu ha'mezakil uber kono. So you see from here, like Rabbi Yaisi, that what? 
If I say this computer right over here is to the fetus, the fetus grabs it, even though he's not in the world yet. So certainly Yerusha, you don't have to give it to him, you don't have to make a tonight with him, he just got it from his father, he owns slaves. If he owns a slave, he owns a piece of the slave, it's no good, you can't eat. So in other words, you see Shmuel holds like, like Rabbi Yossi. Hello, you're right. Shmuel does hold like Rabbi Yossi. My kamash So what's the chiddush? The pligi Rabbanah led Rabbi Yossi. Umi pligi. Mazer Rabbi Zakai. Is there a machlaikas here? Zu edis hey Rabbi Yossi mipish mayi v'avtalion. Vaydeloi, which is an interesting halacha because lashon. Rabbi Yossi, by the way, we said the other day. Who's Rabbi Yossi? Who's his Rabbi? Rekiva, one of the Talmudim, right? One of the five. The Romayim Torah. So he's all the way in the generation by Rabbi Kiva. Shmaya and Aftalion are from the Zugas. I don't know how many uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before, right? Shmaya and Aftalion, Hillel's Rabbeim. But he says, Elashem, Zu edis heyid Rabbi Yaisi mepi. So mepi doesn't mean he heard it from their mouth. Mepi means he heard that Shmaya and Aftalion said, Bahaydullah. So Rabbi Yaisi says that all Chachamim agreed to him. Rashi miktani vikiblu. Behind like Tani, the Mistavir time, interesting stuff. That it doesn't say they accepted and they went with it. They, they admitted that he might be right. But it's too bad. They have a tradition that opposes that Shita, even though it seems right. Mistavir time, you're right. Misvara, if we had to argue and, and, and establish Allah today, Rabbi Yaisi, you're right. Oh, well, what can we do? We have a different tradition. And finished. Torah Abana. So, if a Kayan marries a Yisraelis and he has children, what's Elu Ve'elu? The two types of slaves, the Nixim and the Tsoim Barzal. I have to find my place here in these. What? We're going to go through the whole thing. She's not expecting. But what if she's pregnant? Elu Ve'elu? No one eats, even the mother. Who? What if she has both? So now, muberes means she doesn't have anything. She doesn't have children, but she's, she's expecting. Just expecting is not enough for her to eat rumor. Her husband died. Her Kayan husband died. She is Israelis. So at this point, if she has a child... A girl, a boy, she'll start eating again. But at this point, she's expecting she can't eat. What about the slaves? They also can't eat. First of all, her Nixay Maluk slaves can't eat. Why? She herself is not eating. And the Nixay Tzayim Barzal, they're his, not hers. So Mela, she doesn't eat. They don't eat. That's our case. She has both. They're hers. Well, he owes it to her. The husband owes her that amount, no? They made a deal. It's Barzal. Most of it will go back to her. Depends if it lost value, didn't lose value. She probably gets them back. He might have to add a little bit from uh, the estate. We'll have to pay her. He left. She has children. So now she has Koyhanim children. So what's the halacha? She gets to eat, truma, and she's muberes, and she's pregnant. Her slaves, maluk slaves, they eat truma. 
which are considered his slaves, because he has a chrayis, no chiddush for us now, because this is exactly what we set up until now. So I got to show you what this is. If I can find it. Here. If she has a, a son from a koyen, so she eats. Enoi machel means that the muberes doesn't eat at all. Enoi machel, that's enoi machel. Poisel means that if she's a koyen, so let's go back. Machel means he doesn't allow her to eat because she's the Israelis and she cannot eat. That's machel. Typically she wouldn't eat. If she had a son, a koyen like this, the koyen's son would be machel his mother. The expecting mother does not get to eat truma. What does poisel mean? Poisel means this, that if she's right to eat because she's a koyhenes, her husband dies, she goes back to her father's house, but the fact that she's pregnant ru- ruins it. So we're going to see that's like unfair. The baby ruins it in both directions. If she's a koyhenes, we say, oh, she's pregnant. Her husband is Israel. Her husband, look, sorry, not this, this is not a good one. Mm-hmm. I knew it's gonna. We have this twenty-two charts here. What? Let me just see. Maybe I just messed up this chart. I wrote that he's a kain. The point is, yeah. Uh, forget that he's a kain here. the The fact that she goes back to her parents doesn't help over here because she has. She's expecting from Israel. Maybe there's another one over here. I don't want to go back all the way. What? It works negative in both ways. It works negative in both ways. If she's a Yisrael married to a Kain and she's pregnant, no, no, it doesn't count. The pregnancy doesn't count. So it's a negative. If she's a Koyhenes married to Yisrael and she wants to go back to her father's house, any trouble? No, no, you're pregnant. Oh, you, you might have a kid. You might have a kid to Yisrael. The kids. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shmuel, Habas Machelis, we have to we have to explain it later what this means. A daughter, and we're gonna say, by the way, if we stop right over here, what does a bas mean? Nobody would guess this in a million years. Bas doesn't mean the daughter in this case. The Gemara says the maskana, it means the mother versus a son. Because we're talking about a son. Does a son give the ability to the mother to eat? The bas gives the ability. Who's the bas? She herself, the mother. Okay, not a daughter, but the mother. It's a little, and because of this word, bas, it's a whole omen of Gemara, going back and forth, what's going on here, until we finally, if the Gemara would have just said mother, we wouldn't have had an omen of Gemara here. Says the Gemara, habas machelis, habeneinu machel. So if their sons, the slaves eat. So what's very interesting here is, that Rav Shem we're going to see in the Gemara, is not chayshish lemiot. Think about this for a second. How many boys and girls are born in the world every year, percentage-wise? Let's pretend it's 50-50. Maybe in our days it's like 49.9 and 51. It's a little, it's a little off. I think there's more girls that are born. But we don't know what it was 100 years, 200 years ago. It might have been, it's like throwing dice. It's, it's not, never 50-50. It's supposed to be. Okay, fine. So 50-50. However, if I ask you how many births are going to be boys, births, is it 50-50? No, because a lot of people unfortunately lose their 
They miscarry. So you got to take all the miscarriages into account. How many births are boys? Less than 50%. Because there's only 50% pregnancies that are boys. And from that, those 50%, there's miscarriages. So Mamela over here, when we're looking at this woman, what does she have? She's expecting. But what is she expecting? She must be expecting, in order to ruin it for us, she has to be expecting a boy who can inherit a slave. The girl is not going to inherit a slave. So I'm looking at the pregnancies. It's only, let's say, 48% chance that a boy is going to be born now. Because 50% are boys and 2-3% are miscarriages. You're right. But in terms of pregnancies, how many are going to come out into the world? No, the result of the pregnancy. That doesn't matter to us. When I'm looking at this pregnancy today, what are the, what are, what's the chance that it's going to be a boy? So, uh, Eliakim asked in the Kyle, interesting question. I think I, the answer is simple, but what do you think? He said, there's another case that ups the percentages of boys. How? A pregnancy of twins, a boy and a girl twin. It counts for a boy because a boy inherits. It's 100% boy when you have a 50, when you have one girl, one boy in a pregnancy of twins, it counts as a boy because we're talking about how many pregnancies end up with somebody that inherits. Not a boy, somebody that inherits. The pregnancy of twins is going gonna, is gonna to end up with a... Okay, but the answer probably is, but there's more miscarriages than pregnancies of twins. What? Why are there more male miscarriages? No, there aren't more male miscarriages. But that goes into the column of not inheriting. That's what he was asking, what you're asking. Of the 50% male, they're not going to inherit, so we don't have to worry about him. Oh boy, we didn't even turn the page. The slaves cannot eat if they're all slave, if they're all girls. Because what if it turns out that she gave birth to Zachar, he's going to inherit anything. Ask the Gemara, my Iri Shemi Yimatsu, Bazachar. Why do I have to say? Because maybe it's going to be a boy. Even if the Nekeva is, even if the pregnancy is a girl, it also passes. It's two reasons. Says Gemara, Now the Gemara just explain what we decide. If the, the children around are scharim, but what about the fact that she's pregnant? That we explain. Sponsored by Moshe Horn and our, the gold star of Matidona. Sponsored anonymously as a schuz for Moshe Yaakov and Shashan and both Ruchlings and Gashmiels. You buy Seyma. Loyalam Kosovar. Choshim Lemiuta. No. We are Choshim that perhaps it's going to be a boy. Very good. What's the whole problem? That this child is going to inherit a slave, and if he inherits a slave, he's not alive yet, and he ruins it. A non-alive child ruins a slave. He can't eat truma. But there's a way out of it. Here, forget Rashi. Gemara talks about it. If Bezdin sets aside a guardian, an apitropos, each and every child gets an apitropos, so that they have the best interest of that child, and they set aside an apitropos for the expecting child, the fetus. So, 
he gets this slave, he gets this slave, so he doesn't, the, the fetus is not owning a slave. But however, when they get older, they could say they want a different shear. They cannot switch it up. Once it's done, it's done. You have to give power to the Apotropos, to the Bezdin. So in Mela, they don't give any part of the slaves to the Uber. They give him real estate, they give him cars, but no slaves, and therefore the slaves could eat truma. But Lemaise the Tanakama says, that if she's pregnant, there's no way in the world the slave could eat. But you could, if you just do a little trick. Everybody agrees that you could do that, but they didn't. They didn't do so, and therefore there's says whether or not there's a miut. <coughs> if, if we have to be chayshish like a miut. Remember the whole sugi of Rameyer. If you have a yavam who's a, a child, does he do yibam? Because perhaps he's going to turn out to be a saris, or she's an islandess. The whole thing. Are we chayshish for miut or not? Famous Rameyer who's chayshish le miut. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, Oimer, Mishum Aviv. Rabbi Shmuel says the name of his father, and the Gemara is going to say that he only said this in the name of his father. Nobody else said it. Habas Macheles Haben Enoi Machel. Maishna Ben Deloi Machel. What does it mean? A, a daughter could feed the slaves; the son doesn't. What's the difference? Mishum Chalke Shalubar. Bas Nami Loi Tach Mishum Chalke Shalubar. At the end of the day, how could a daughter get, let a slave eat? She's not born yet. So, very interesting. We're talking about a, a case where you didn't leave much to inherit. Very, very little. And when you leave very little, then the daughters get the entire inheritance. Even though, they don't get anything. They get everything. They, somebody has to, they have to live. So they get, what do the boys do? Oh, so for this, I got to tell you, there was a guy on his deathbed. He called all his children. He said, I want to tell you that you, Ruvain, I have a whole block in Bar Park. That's all yours. You, Shimon, you get 14 diamonds. He said, Ta, we had no idea you own all this real estate. He said, No, no, no. That's my Schnorr route. You get 13 diamonds, you, you get 14 diamonds. Okay. Sometimes you have to go Schnorring. That's what it says over here. What? There's a guy that taught his kids how to schnarr. He said, you have, I have to teach you an occupation so you're not dependent on anybody. There's a million and one schnarr jokes. For your bum, it's great. I'll buy more. Okay, so Bottom line, Rashi just says, the daughters get the Yerusha, the sons have to go collect money, knock from door to door. There's a son here, he gets nothing. And, and the Gemara says, the Gemara explains, what happened? She's pregnant? Great. If the child, the fetus, is going to turn out to be a son, he's also going to have to go collecting. What? This little Uber in the stomach, she's a girl who's going to need to come on to the little Nechassim that were left over by the father? Let's wait until she's born. Right now, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't inherit the special halacha that she gets. It's, it's an emergency fund. Yeah, the guy left $1,000 and we start supporting the, 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 the live girls. We're not going to support 
the, the fetus girl. What is this? Uh, a mass protest? Everybody getting up? Hey, we said 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Look at that. Look at the clock. It's literally 8.00. What? You, you were here at, at 6.15 for Karbanas, Yosef? And Mamish exactly on the minute? No, I don't think so. Kind of, everybody's getting up. Go, go. I'll stay. I don't care. I'll stay by myself. We'll just go to the Mishnah, I guess. Hashem Yirachim. Matzah Shabbos is a great time to make it up. Fine. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. If it's a case that he didn't leave anything to inherit, just a thousand dollars, let's say, Ema Seifa doesn't have to fit into the Seifa, it should be the same exact case. Reisha Seifa always the same, right? Almost always. Besides here, Shema Yomatsu Uber Zachav Ein Labanis Bemakim Ben Klum. What's the case? We're concerned that maybe the fetus is going to be a Zachar, and then the daughters don't have anything. Adrab and Chasim Waltim the Banis Nino. It's not even the sons; it's the daughters. All says Gemara, no, Seva Son and Chasim Rubim. It's a different case where there's a lot of money left over. Nechasim Waltim the Banis Nino. Now, Stam is that we have to know if there's very few Nechasim to inherit, and we say it goes to the daughters. Is that true? Is that a fact? What happens if they jumped ahead instead of giving it to their sisters like they're supposed to? The Chazerim went, sold the car, sold the piano. They need to eat. They don't want to knock on doors. It's a good mechira. So you see who owns it? Who owns it? The boys. So we have to see here. One second. Right over here. So it goes like this. When it says Bas, it's not talking about that she's pregnant with the daughter. It's talking about she herself. You see where it says, let me see if I can do this real quickly. Uh, right over here. Talking about this woman right over here. She's the Bas. She's a Basis row. Married to a kind. That's not what it means. So it says like this. If she has a son and an and a Uber, here, this guy's a Uber, she's pregnant. So then her slave doesn't eat. But if she has a son from a Kayan, and, it's, uh, and the Malug, the only difference is Malug, the only difference in these two things is Malug and Sayyid Barzal. In this case, when she has a son and an Uber, then her slave eats because it's Malug, and if it's Sayyid Barzal, they don't eat. That's what it means, Bas. <laughs> Bas aim okay. Then what did his son Rabbi Shmuel add to his father? Nothing, zero. It's the same exact thing as Rabbi Yosi said the whole time. That was the halachas. Says Gemara, you're right. Cooler Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, Kitani law. It's it was one saying said by Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosi, have a wonderful day, a great Shabbos, ten o'clock Motzei Shabbos.